I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hello, and welcome to Pardon My French episode 20. Happy International Women's Day. That is the perfect episode to honor the superhero powers that every single one of us have. Today, on this episode, it is a little bit controversial as I'm bringing on one business expert, my good friend Devin Penny, who is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to, when it comes to scaling your business um, and giving us business tips about becoming your very own boss and a kick-ass entrepreneur. I was featured on her Style Your Biz segments uh, where I answered 10 questions, I believe, about styling your own biz. Uh, and that was last year, I think, or maybe even a little more than that. We're going to put that article um, on the show notes. Uh, but long story short, when Devin uh, actually brought me on to style your biz, I was only doing the method to work out. I was talking a little bit about nutrition, but the whole Simply Gangster Chic uh, brand and, product and line of products did not even exist yet. Uh, the business was like just flourishing at the time and it was still very very new um, and then she brought me on to style your biz and it's funny for me to go and read that article now you know in retrospect and see how far I've come from applying those 10 rules that I've mentioned on the article. Devin's coming on because I find that when you all ask me about business I'm not the best person to ask. I've made more mistakes than you can imagine to get to where I am today. Devin explains that some of those mistakes are actually so needed and so essential to building a successful business. But I believe that by bringing you an expert, maybe I can save you a bunch of the mistakes that I've made. So I try to stay in my own lane. I try not to give business advice where it's not my specialty uh, and bringing you the expert to talk about that. Speaking about expert, today I bring on Carolyn Bass. Carolyn is one of my followers and she's one of my real life superheroes. Uh, she's become a very own expert after experimenting with her health, with veganism, with dieting and eating a certain way. 
um, dealing with a skin condition also in all of the possible medical ways that she could and finally turning to her gut when she met me. And when I say turning to her gut, I'm talking about her gut health, but I'm also talking about her gut as far as her intuition. She's coming on today to tell her story when I got her testimonial, uh, when I asked for them to be submitted if you wanted to be featured and come and inspire other women, influence other women uh, to take the path on the wild side, on the gangster chic wild side. Uh, I was blown away because I've been talking with Caroline and I knew that she started inulin and I knew she experimented with different types of inulins, but there is an aspect of her health that she didn't share with me at the, at the time. So when I read her testimonial, I was blown away at how brave this woman was and how fucking cool it was that she actually went out on a whim and decided to listen to me. Um, she's come out on top and she explains how she is going to be a huge influence for those of you that have had a hard time choosing to just follow your gut and shutting down the noise of diets, and preconceived ideas about what a healthy lifestyle is. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this, um, this segment. I know this might be a little long and I could have split this into two podcasts, but I thought that bringing different sides, different powers, superpowers of heroes that women are was just so appropriate for today. I also want to send a silent wink to a bunch of my women, my tribe that have supported me so, so much. And when I was down, they lifted me up. And when I was up, they lifted me even upper. To all of you, I commend you. You are amazing. Without further ado, here is Devin. Hi, Devin. Hi, Ingrid. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun. I am so excited to have you on. That's what we were saying before we started recording. This is full circle for us. It is. The interviewee, wait, wait, wait. The interviewee (laughs) is now the interviewer. Exactly. So I'll let you tell the story. Well, I saw you originally on the Skinny Confidential, Lauren, as we like know. Everyone else. <laughs> everyone else, which is amazing. She's she's got a great platform for so she many does. people. Um, and I there was something that I just really liked about you that resonated with me and that I thought I would love to have her on my series called Style Your Biz. And it's entrepreneurs answering all the same 10 questions. And the purpose of it all was so that entrepreneurs that were coming up in any industry could see how different types of people achieve success. Um, And so I reached out to you in a DM, which is why I love Instagram so much. And it's so amazing. And then a couple months later, you are just like, absolutely killing it. And it's (laughs) been really amazing to watch. It's so cool. This is why I wanted to have you on. I've been preaching intuition with health, wellness, so, so much with happiness. 
so much. And it's like when I think about you, you've become my friend. We're going to talk about that. We've We're become friends, such yeah. close friends. We've become good friends. I've come to you when I've had like issues. You've been an amazing support system for me. When my product came out, you were the first one to buy it. Um, you were same always, to you. Yeah, you were always the one to like, you know, you you made you made some amazing graphic designs for me and just send them. I went and hey, Ingrid, I, I think you like this. I mean, you you've become a friend. But the crazy thing is that, first of all, unlike a lot of uh, podcasters and bloggers that found me on the Skinny Confidential after my big breakthrough on the Skinny Confidential, which was through the podcast. Mm-hmm. You actually found me before I went on this podcast. That was yeah. like when Lauren uh, started to post about our friendship and she just featured me on a, a blog post. Like I, I did like yeah. a guest blog. And I think that's amazing because I find that, yeah, once my story came out on, you know, episode 139 of the Skinny Confidential, I'll never forget that number because my real story came out and that was mm-hmm. my breakthrough literally yeah. um a lot of bloggers and podcasters you know finally like listen and were like wow there's something there and I'm so thankful to all of them for the attention that I got and for them choosing to feature me and I have Lauren and Michael to thank for it but you were one that you kind of saw just a hint of what I was not mm-hmm. knowing very much about me because the blog post that I did for Lauren when you found me was, uh, I think, like 10, um, 10 tips to a French living or whatever. You yeah. saw something. You're, you led with your intuition so, so much. And I thought I did. you're the perfect expert to bring on. I get so many questions about business. And I, you know, as much as I look super savvy in business and I've always been in business, um, I've made mistakes along the way. I mean, obviously some of my professional mistakes got me to go to jail. So I'm like, why would you want to take advice from me? A lot of the success that you see today uh, was driven by a lot of the downfalls. And I would like to avoid those downfalls for you uh, when I give advice to someone. And I can tell you that I would know how to bypass that to get to where I am today. So bringing an expert was the best the next best thing and you are very much that the introduction about you speaks for itself anybody that's going to go follow you on instagram i'm going to put your information on the show notes so people can if they don't know you yet but the thing is i wanted to stay on you know like kind of on brand for me i'm all about intuition and you are just that person like what did you see that you and you didn't just do this with me i see that a lot of the professionals that you featured on that series style your biz i think mm-hmm. we were 10 of us or was there more more than that I think it was 15 people 15 and I'm going to start it up again, but you know, it takes a lot to get all that together, yeah. but I did. Um, yeah. So I, I was saying this to you and I've said this to you before, but I have always just been somebody who has really been led by my gut and my intuition. And a lot of times that means I'm making an unpopular decision or doing something that other people don't totally understand. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, there is something that really guides me that I have a very strong compass of right and wrong and also this works and this doesn't. And I attribute that to how my businesses have grown over the years and just to how I've made all these amazing connections. <laughs> there is something that I see in people um, and in their businesses really 
pretty immediately. Um, and I, I almost couldn't place what it is. All I know is that when I see it and when I feel it, I immediately want to connect with that person and see where the relationship takes us. And I will say this in my personal life and in my business life, I am very, very rarely wrong about somebody when I meet them or just even see, you know, in your case, see them, um, you know, on a blog or on a video or something like that. Um, and well, you haven't I been just... wrong about a lot of us because I, I didn't follow all 15 people. Of course, I know right. Michael and he came right after me. Michael Bostick was on there. Yeah. Uh, you interviewed him as well. But I did follow a few of the ones in the series because each time you posted them, I kind of like followed them and read the articles. And I see that everybody's rise, like everybody's expansion has been incredible. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's like cool. you kind of like handpicked us, and I, in the yeah. next few months after that, something happened to like a lot of us. I can't speak for all fifteen, but I did see that a few of us kind of like totally evolved, and yeah. that's insane. That like your yeah. intuition is insane. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, again, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what it is that I can see in somebody, but I just believe that you know, our energy is matched and it doesn't have to be when we're in the same room or even on the same phone call or anything like that with people who, you know, it's like the old sort of ghetto saying of real, recognize real, but I'm like, that's really how I feel. Like I really genuinely believe that we are energetic matches with each other. And if you feel that energy with somebody intuitively that you have to follow through with it, Because a lot of times, I mean, look at what we're doing now. We've become such great friends. I'm on your podcast. Like if I had never reached out and if I hadn't followed my intuition and said, there's something that I just really love about this woman. I think that she's doing great things. Um, And, you know, something that you've done really well too. And I think that this is probably what drew me to you is just your honesty and what you were saying earlier about that skinny confidential um, episode that you did that was sort of your big break. I mean, the reason that people are attracted to those types of people are, you know, for their honesty and for their real raw storytelling. I mean, you have an amazing story and, um, to just even hear the things that you've overcome. And even in that blog post, that French way of living blog post, you were very honest and very open. And I just, I don't know, there was something about you that I was like, this person is just a real person. And that's how I feel about a lot of the people that I've connected with. So I'm, like I'm appreciative. Yeah, it's I true. Like that. But I think it's also because you're so authentic. And I have to tell you back in 2000, when Instagram started, I think it was like 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. authenticity was not what it was about. Everything right. had to be like mega filtered. Everything had to shine. If you didn't have a yacht to stand in front of, you photoshopped it behind you. It's like Mm -hmm. things have changed. So changed. And people are craving authenticity at this point. I think that we we're even seeing it in the world right now. You know, people have to go from one extreme to the other to get to the middle. And so I think that we've gone through exactly that period of time that you were talking about where Instagram was all about how flashy can you be, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and really it was more about these are the things that I like in my life. And only focusing on those things. And then I think everybody started to realize that that wasn't real. <laughs> and, you know, as much as we had- And that didn't ex- sell? Like, right. You, and you, it didn't, didn't you didn't sell anything to anyone at that time. You, Instagram was like, just show off what I have, or if I don't have it, make believe I have it. 
Right. And, and to be very honest, like I was not on Instagram when it first came out because I didn't understand the premise of why people would I want was. everyone to know, yeah. you know, their business for no reason. Right. So I, I was very much about like LinkedIn and really still just doing the networking types of things for my business. But I never really understood the premise of exactly what you just said. Let's be really flashy. Let's show everything off. Um, And then once Instagram started to take a turn, I was, you know, just really sort of compelled to get online and start speaking to people who I knew would connect with me. Um, And like you said, just really be myself. I mean, I really am. And I try very, very hard even, you know, of course my feed is curated and I think that that's what just smart business people and branding people do in today's Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's not about making, you know, people feel like, oh, they're in bed with me lying next to me. Like, I don't care about that. I want people to still see a curated feed that, you know, is very on point brand wise and everything like that. But the things that I'm saying, the words that are coming out of my mouth, the videos that I'm making, um, I would like to not only connect with people, but for people to really realize that they have this sort of intrinsic value that if they just allowed themselves to, could be brought out and they could do so much good with. So absolutely, yeah, that's been the purpose. Recently, someone asked me, uh, you know, I give these um, mind to body power uh, mentor sessions and it's kind of like people can have 20 minutes, 40 minutes or an hour with me where we usually talk about wellness and like working out their mindset. So people will hurt themselves a little less through the process and start loving themselves more. Mm-hmm. And recently there's uh, an amazing girl, Skylar, and who um, won this from, from she won this in a, in a contest. Uh, so when we got on, she could literally pick any subject she wanted. And she decided to pick my brain about business. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that's like, that's a crazy choice. Like you win this, um, you know, you, you win this consultation. I thought she was going to hit me up for like some mindset and like, you know, the, the French way and not dieting or intuition, but she went straight for business. She was like, you know what? I want to know how you totally switched your life from being in the fashion business and being a fashion stylist to the stars. And all of the sudden, bam, you're in wellness in Monaco. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Right. And we had, I think she had 40 minutes. She had a 40-minute session that she won. And I knew that I had to cut this really short and spare her the telenovela of my life story. Everybody knows my life story at this point. Um, And what I said to her was, well, the best thing to do is to not be driven by fear. Mm-hmm. So in her case, without giving too much away, I said the best thing that I did for the method was to keep a normal job while I was creating the method in my mind, while I was creating a website that no one had the address to, was mm-hmm. to keep a paying job on the site and do this at night. So I wasn't driven by fear of not having the money or not making money right away. Because I feel like when you jump into opening up your own business and you want to quit because your boss is a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. um, you may like just go, yeah, you know what? I quit. And the next day you're like, okay, I'm my own boss today. 
going to start my website, but I have three kids. I have to feed them. How do I pay the bills? That fear right, right there makes right. you make stupid decisions in business, which is what's happened to me in the past. I was mm -hmm. driven by fear, needed the money, needed to pay my son's therapy. So what I said to her was where she was standing was you have to go with your passion at night and until you can monetize it, keep your day job. And she thought it was a good idea, but I want your, I want your answer on that. When people ask me this question, I get this question all the time. I would like to spare them having to make my mistakes and ending up going to jail because they needed to feed their kids or they needed mm -hmm. to pay for, you know, a child's therapy, what would be your best advice? And what do you think about the advice that I gave? Well, I think that the advice that you gave was right on in a lot of ways. I don't know if you've read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, but she goes into this whole thing. It's amazing. It's really about creativity and how to tap into your creativity. But She basically says this one sort of paragraph that resonated with me. And this was a long time ago um, that I read this, maybe four or five years ago. So she basically says, if you can protect your passion and your creativity. So like you were just saying, mm -hmm. your sort of quote unquote side hustle, right? So while you were developing the method, if you can protect that and not put the pressure on it to make money right away yeah. or – um, you know, to be something that develops into this great thing right away, then mm -hmm. you are so much more apt to end up making money later on because you have protected it and grown it and basically cultivated it into this much larger force um, than it would have been if you did exactly that, right? The fear of making money and, mm -hmm. and having to get out there and hustle and do all these things that we're told societally as entrepreneurs to do. Um, which makes sense, but I think that that's right on. And I also think that, you know, I've been in a little bit of a different position where I don't have children. I have, you know, haven't been married. I started my first business when I was really young. So I've been able to be really fearless in my decision-making and really be led by that intuition that we were talking about earlier. Um, but I think that, you know, fear is, just sort of, honestly, it's, it's the worst roadblock that we can come across because it's completely in our own head. Right. And it's hard to put that into the context of, okay, I'm going to start this business and how do I do it? And I want to hit the ground running, but I'm so scared of X, Y, and Z things happening. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we can't pinpoint even what that fear is. What I have found is that it usually comes out of some insecurity that we have that has either been uh, sort of casted on us by other people around us or just by our upbringing or anything. Our parents. You know, yeah. Our, exactly. True. Like the, it always comes back to how we grew up, something that someone said one time. For me, uh, a lot of my fear came out of just not feeling like I was either educated enough or good enough because I decided to leave college early and every single person in my world wrong decision. And even though I felt like it was the right thing for me to do at the time, and it turned out to be the right thing for me to do, um, it's very, very difficult to get over those small voices in your head constantly saying, you'll never be anything without a college education. You'll never be anything without a college education over and over and over again. Um, 
And so I think that when we have these fears, and I say this all the time, when somebody says something that's offensive to you, you really have to look inward and realize why it's offending you in the first place, because a lot of times it's your own insecurity coming to light. When somebody that you don't care about says something that you don't care about, you wouldn't think twice about it, right? When somebody says something um, along the lines of, you'll never be, you know, you'll never make money if you're not educated, you're, that's your own insecurity that you're being sort of riled up by in, in your own, you know, heart and soul and mind. Um, And that's something that you have to deal with and overcome. So I think that you're a hundred percent right on about fear and being driven by fear is such the wrong thing. Like I say this all the time too. You've had failures. I've had failures. We've all had quote unquote failures. I am 0% afraid of failure. I think that it it enhances our experiences you need it. tenfold. You definitely need it. You yeah, need absolutely. it. It's like so essential just in life, in business, in anything for people to overcome hard times. It just, you need to have adversity in your life to become a better person um, and, to, and to learn how to deal with things better and to understand really how capable you are at the very core of your being. I mean, your experience that you went through is probably one of the more extreme examples of this, of you having to really, really get deep down and inward and say, okay, I'm strong enough to do this and I'm capable of overcoming. And then when you come out the other side and you've done that, then it's like, oh my God, I could do anything, right? So, you know, when you go into this mindset of I'm afraid to fail, what you should actually be so much more afraid of is not taking the risk on not yourself. even getting a chance not, to fail, not even getting the right. chance to say, I've started a business and it's failed. Cause I, I've had a few exactly. businesses. Some of them were great. Some of them were not. And you know Same. what? I feel it happens to everybody. Yeah, you feel like it's like you have stuff under your belt, at least, you know, when you get to a point, like I'm 40 years old. I know you're a bit younger than me, um, but I can say like, I, I've had a clothing store. I've done this. I've done that. Like I have a few things under my belt and those are failures. And at the same time, I want to say that they're medals because each time totally. you get up and you try again, um, So yeah, fear and definitely another thing that I've always said that has become, I think, really like the core of what Simply Inulin is in my, you know, in my business. Mm -hmm. Simply Inulin came way after the method and was never meant, but the core of Simply Inulin, something that I always said was to be your business's own guinea pig. That's the only way it's going to work. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happened within Newland. And I remember that when I said this to you on one of one of the questions that you asked me when we did that article, Style Your Biz, the interview, mm-hmm. you said to me, this has to be one of my favorite quotes ever. And you plastered it all over for weeks, I remember. And the fact that yeah. you plastered it and you put a very nice graphic around it, I remember you would put my picture, you would do a really nice graphic and keep on putting it. The fact that you kept on plastering it inspired me so much. So my own quote with the way that you kept on putting it into a context and you put all these graphic around it because you're very good with that, kept on reminding me on a daily basis, each time I had an idea 
was like, Ingrid, this is the only way it's going to work, that you have to be your own guinea pig. You have to be your product and your company's own guinea pig for it to work. And what happens with that? Well, you have to be authentic because when you have a guinea pig and you mm -hmm. test it, you have to be authentic about the fails, the results, what can happen, what did happen, what may not happen. And that's exactly what I did. And it all came from that. And that was just a few months ago when you think about it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And, you know, you just said it so perfectly. There are some things um, that once you realize that you're resonating with other people, and obviously that quote resonated with me, that that's when people really need to harness their why, mm -hmm. right? Like this is when people need to recognize how people are connecting with them. And so if something like that happens just to anybody on Instagram or social or just in life in general, if people continue to tell you the same, continue to say the same things over and over again about you, that's where you need to be focused, that's right? That's how so you know what you your why that, is. That's yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And so that's totally true. And the other thing that I, I love this about Instagram so much is that it holds people accountable. Yes. I have there have been more times where I'm like, okay, I'm telling these people one thing. And then, you know, when I have the desire to act another way, I really have to rein myself back yeah. in because again, with the authenticity, it's like, I just want to be somebody who people are trusting. And you've actually done maybe the best job of this than anybody that I have seen in the last couple of years. You have built up an audience that trusts you before developing a product to sell. And that is huge on so many levels because once somebody understands where you're coming from and is trusting you and you have never wavered on one thing that you've been authentic about, and then all of a sudden you say, and guess what, guys, I created this product for you. That's when the real magic happens because you Thank already you. have, you know, people who will buy it from you regardless of what it is because you said that it's good and up until this point everything else that you've said is good has worked for people has worked for you you've been consistent I mean you you are extremely consistent on on social media and in life I know you as a friend obviously but just extremely consistent to the point where you know if somebody's coming to your page they know exactly what to get that what they're yeah. getting from you and that's I mean, it's huge. So I have an asset, which it's funny because it was my downfall. Uh, you know my story. You know I've been accused of a crime that I did not necessarily commit, but I was found guilty of it mm -hmm. and I, I had to pay my debt to society for it. And so what comes out of that, when you come out of something like that, it's plastered all over Google. People are Googling you. They know they call you an ex-con. One of my pseudo competitors, I don't even see this person as a competitor because we're not in the same lane, but she considers me as a competitor. Mm -hmm. The minute she so simply in your lane as a threat, the first thing she did was plaster all over Instagram that I had gone to prison and I was an ex-con. And for me, mm -hmm. that was crazy because the fact that you're accused of something 10, 11 years ago makes and that you didn't necessarily do so you go out of there and you go my gosh all I have to do now for the rest of my life is rebuild my credibility and rebuild mm -hmm. you know the fact that you you want people to believe you you want people to know that what you're saying is true and what you're doing is true and for me it's been actually a perfect vessel so in a way what mm -hmm. she's done for me by doing that 
was kind of really give me my calling. Like Ingrid, you have to be true. You have to be credible and you have to deliver what you promised from your mouth. And it, yeah. you know, it chance, what, what were the chances that it would have, it would happen in an era, which is the era we're in right now where authenticity sells. That's crazy. That was mm-hmm. just luck, I think. But what you, you know, you're very kindly crediting me with is actually me being a victim of my growing pains. That's what it is. Right. Which goes back to exactly what we said earlier, right? You come out of these experiences and all of a sudden realize that you're capable of not only overcoming these hurdles, but also making yourself better because of them. And, you know, that's why it's like when you're, when we're talking about fear and people are so afraid to fail and, you know, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, be more afraid that you're not going to ever live up to your full potential because you're, you're not going to start anything. You know, it's like, go fail a million times. You know, I've been at this for, it's going to be nine years coming up in November. Like, I, I have gone through many trials and tribulations, many businesses that have not done well, many businesses that have done extremely well that I've still decided to walk away from because they weren't aligned with my purpose, you know? I love um, that. And it just, it, I love yeah, that. it's true. It's true because you have to, at the end of the day, and we talk about your why and your purpose, and this is sort of this next phase that I'm getting into right now where I really, it's really my mission to help people understand their purpose and then to really live that out and also to best communicate it to their audiences. Cause I just think if you're not driven by your purpose, you're not going to, um, you're not going to quote unquote succeed in any, you know, way, shape or form because you're not driven by a strong enough force because you and I both know that this is not easy, right? Being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. So if you don't have a bigger purpose hanging over your head that you're striving for and you know is going to work, um, you know, in that way, then it becomes really, really difficult in the difficult moments to keep moving forward and to keep pushing forward. It's excellent that you said that. There's two things. So I say to not be driven by fear. Um, when mm-hmm. it comes to the why, you're so right. So you're a business and brand consultant. And what you do is pretty much yes. help people, help businesses uh, communicate their why. And I think that very often mm-hmm. when people go into business today, they go into business with a sort of ego. And I really, really loathe that. I don't think you can go mm-hmm. into business with an ego because you're an MD or you have a PhD or you have a certification. Today, that has become absolute bullshit. So, and yep. I'm saying that, and I have a GDAT, I, you know, I went to law school, but I don't believe this is my parents' day and age where when you had this title, you're a doctor, you're a professor, you're, uh, you know, you're an RD, you're, uh, you know, something where you're certified in something where automatically people got up for you and kind of shook your hand. This is over right. today. Today, you've got to earn, you have to earn your stripes differently. And this is where I'm like, I feel like today to build a business, you can go in with an ego. Absolutely. Yeah. Ego is a major killer of businesses, of relationship, of anything. I mean, and I say this just about being stubborn too, like stubborn is a disease. If you're not learning constantly and adapting to the world around you and allowing other people to teach you things like I am, even though I decided that I was going to leave college, college had nothing to do with the fact that I am 
you know, I, I'm a consummate learner. I, I read maybe four or five books every two weeks, right? Like I love information. I love to learn. I'm very curious about the world around me. And because of that, I have no ego because if you really start to look at all the things that you don't know and that other people do know, you can't have an ego. It's not even possible because it's you have so much true. to still learn. It's absolutely true. You know? I'm actually learning. Yeah. And that's why I decided to do this segment. And it's actually going to be on this podcast. It's so crazy because this, this specific episode is kind of, we have business because I get so many questions about it. And I wanted to bring on the expert to validate what I think or to maybe teach us something that I wouldn't know how to say, which is exactly what you're doing. And another part is we have Caroline coming on this podcast this week, who's a follower, who's going to explain pretty much what her journey has been changing a little bit of her mindset and her health you know, in the process, just by kind of following me and listening to what I have to say and consuming my content, not necessarily consuming my products or getting a service from me. She's not a client. She's recently bought Simply Inulin, but what she has to talk about is not like a testimonial of, you know, consuming what I have to sell, not at all. And I feel like those people like her, like Caroline, like the women I brought in my previous segments, I call them my real life heroes. They're influential today and I'm learning from them. I did not know mm -hmm. until Caroline came on this podcast that taking Simply Inulin could actually cure eczema. I knew it helped with the skin. So I, I gave mm -hmm. the basic tools. I'm giving you an example. I gave the basic tools of, you know, everything skin starts in the gut. And yeah, if you have like, you know, skin issues, definitely look into your gut before you start looking for topical creams or you start having certain supplements or vitamins. But I never knew that it could actually cure eczema. It's after she's told me and a bunch of other followers mentioned that their hives were gone or eczema was gone. I'm like, wow. So I'm, today I'm actually learning from my audience. That's insane. And it's like, for me, it's better yeah. than anything I could have learned going to learn nutrition in school. Yeah. And, you know, people are such different learners just in general. The reason that I think school in a lot of ways is a little bit overrated is because it only measures one level of intelligence. And, you know, there are so many. And we all, as human beings, I think, learn from other people in real time. And, um, you know, just even with you, like I, I am an avid follower of everything that you do, you know, know. of course, I wanted to support your products. But, you know, I really believe that you know much better in this space what we should all be doing for health and wellness purposes than I do. And so I'm going to listen to you. You know, it's just not – I think that a lot of people, if, if you just start to listen to the people around you and to really, like we have been talking about, follow your intuition, follow mm -hmm. your gut. People who are authentic will always shine through and will always be that sort of authentic person that you can look up to and look to for real time information. And, and you and I both feel this way. I want people to be able to trust what I say and do. And I am, you know, I'm so adamant about all the things that I love because I, you know, I will swear by them for myself, you know? Absolutely. What do you feel about um, when, when people tell you their why? Um, I feel like today, my, my why has changed. I've matured so much. My why before was that I loved fashion. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to be in magazines. Like I wanted people to talk about my, my skills as a stylist. Today, my why has completely changed. And I think that it's this 
change of whys is why I've become more, you know, successful in what I do. My why today is that I want to give rather than receive um, for my own reasons, for what's happened to me in the past. And magically, the fact that I want to give something rather than take something from my consumer is the way that I've been able to earn more money. How do you explain this in Mm -hmm. a more... I want to say in, in your science, because I'm explaining it with my words and kind of what I'm going through. But I, I'm trying to say that to a lot of people, like don't have an ego. And instead of taking, why not have a why in business that is about giving something, giving something valuable to your consumers? Right. So I'm going to say something that might blow your mind or might be completely lackluster, but what you were originally describing that fashion, the need for, you know, the want for attention, all those things that actually was never your why at all. The, what you are doing now was your why to begin with. It always has been, and you just have discovered it in a different way. It totally makes sense. Yeah. I found my calling. It's like, it's yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a calling. So what I find for people and why they don't, you know, pay attention to their purpose is because not because they're doing the wrong things, because I really think that you have to have all of these different experiences to get to a place where you find your purpose and you find your why, and you get to know what you do like and what you don't like and what feels good and what feels bad. Um, So I always think that people are on the right path, even if they're doing something completely unrelated to what they should be doing, quote unquote. Um, But I also think that people don't really dig down deep enough to find their why. And there's a great um, exercise that's done with sort of your what in a circle and then in a circle inside of that is your how. And then a circle inside of that, which is your core, is your why. So what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. And that's your purpose. So you, your actual why is that you want to help other people. That's your purpose, you know, and it's so I think that people get this sort of idea that their why has to be something that's really, really specific to their industry or what industry they think they have to be in or whatever. And it's actually not that at all. So if in 10 years from now, the method doesn't exist and simply inulin doesn't exist and you're still helping people, you are still following your purpose. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know what I mean? So I always say, if you look into the future and you see the very, very best version of yourself, like the best version, whatever that is, you close your eyes and you can feel how you feel and you see what's in front of you and you look around and you see who's with you and where you are and what the scent of the air is and all those things, like your very, very, very best version of yourself. What are you doing in, the, in those moments? Are you helping people? Are you with people? Are you by yourself? Are you creating something? Um, You know, the the list goes on and on and on. And then you reverse engineer back to now and, you know, understand your purpose in a way that, okay, the vision and the goal is always the same. The path changes constantly. Your why is what drives you forward. And it doesn't matter what you're doing in the moment in time. 
that's getting your why sort of communicated to the world. It just matters that you are always communicating the same thing. And that is how you want people to feel when they are around you, how you want people to feel when they are using your products, how you want people to feel when they are using your services. For, like I said, for you, that's, that's, that's helping Absolutely. People. It's helping people. You know? And that's very funny because when I was going to law school, I had a side job, of course, like a lot of people do when they go to school. And I was a piano teacher. And I worked with um, a lot of kids that had learning disabilities before I even knew that my son had a learning disability. And I remember when I ventured into fashion, I, I was doing two jobs. So I went to work for Patricia Field as her intern and I was giving mm -hmm. piano lessons. I thought, oh my gosh, like realized I was going to the HBO studios working on Sex and the City, but I didn't vibrate. Mm -hmm. I had pride. I felt great. I was, you know, working with all these gorgeous clothing. I was seeing, uh, you know, uh, TV stars, whatever. But I did not vibrate the same way that I did when I was teaching piano. And that's yeah. crazy because, of course, the money was better on the other side. I kept both jobs for a while. And then, of course, I gave up on the piano um, to go for the glamorous and very well-paid job. So it's crazy because now that you just said that, I, I just got this flashback where I'm like, you're absolutely right. I was about 20, mm -hmm. 20 years old. And I was giving piano lessons where I was getting paid, I don't know, maybe like $40 an hour. And right. I vibrated. And then I would go work, you know, on a TV series that was super popular at the time and see myself go up, you know, in pay and in responsibilities and be appreciated for my skills in, you know, in styling and fashion. And I did not vibrate mm -hmm. the same way. I vibrated in the sense that I felt proud and I loved the job. Like it was so glamorous. You know, I it's cool. Right. But the vibration right. was not there. And, you know, yeah. it's, and now and I it's have back. a lot of people who say it's that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people who say that. And really the only remedy, and I, you know, we started this question by you saying how, how now that you found your why and your purpose, you're making actually yeah. more money, but really the only thing, and this is where I think that people in an entrepreneurial game or just in really the game of life in general get tripped up is that they don't realize how much time and how much patience something takes. And, you know, it's so oversaid, but it's so true that all of these people who are quote unquote overnight successes have actually been doing this or some version of this or yeah, some version of overnight. something else that's getting them to this place for it's 20 years, 30 years, 40 <laughs> years. It's never overnight, exactly. right? So people want, when you were doing your piano lessons and it was $40 an hour, of course you couldn't survive on that, but you know, you recognized an intrinsic feeling that you had while you were doing that, that I think that a lot of people don't pick up on while they're in the mm -hmm. moment. So I would encourage everybody, especially if you want to, you know, start a business or you have a business to really think about the things that make you feel like you are that best version of yourself. You know, the, the reason that you love to help people is because it's, it's a reflection of you. You know, you want to be known as somebody who helps people, not because you want the notoriety or anything like that. 
you just, that's, that's who you want to be in this world. So if people are going through their lives and they find one thing and it could be literally as simple as, you know, sales. Some know, people, really, they yeah, totally exactly. vibrate selling. They love sales. Right. Right. And it's like, it's, it could be as simple as that. And it, it's just, it's just about recognizing what really makes you feel whole. It's not about feeling good. It's not about feeling great. It's about feeling whole. When you find your why and when you find your purpose is when you become a whole human being. You don't need people around you to fill you up anymore. You don't need people around you to validate you. Um, you, you have that sort of intrinsic confidence because you know, no matter what happens, that you're doing the right thing. And that's what I think people um, have a tough time getting to on their own because we are so driven as a society and as people by lifestyle and money and, um, you know, the hustle and the grind and the this and the that and what we should be doing. And then it becomes like, okay, but at the end of the day, I go home and I'm totally drained and I'm empty. You know, I could work 24 hours a day doing what I love to do, fulfilling my purpose. And it feels I'm energized by the end of it. That's another great way to, to figure out sort of what your why is. If you come out of the day feeling drained and exhausted, you're doing the wrong thing. If you come out of the day feeling energized and filled, you know, by all the experiences you've had, you're doing the right thing. So somebody asked, how do you scale your business? Now, I know it's a very wide question and you could spend one hour talking about that, but can you give us just a few tips? Yeah, I think that the number one thing, and again, this has been something that I've had to work up to just because as an entrepreneur, it's hard to give up control and this is your baby and you don't want it in other people's hands. But one of the greatest things that I've done is to outsource. So to figure out exactly what I am good at and where my strengths are and then sort of understand where my weaknesses are or what I'm not so good at and fill in the blanks with people who are really talented and really specifically talented in those areas around me. So I've been able to take on so many more clients because I've been able to outsource the execution of a lot of things that I bring to the table ideas-wise. I love that. Yeah. So I, I think that that's the, the number one thing. And it's, it really, you know, it, of course it can get more complex and how exactly do you do that and whatever, but you know, it all goes back to honestly making the connections that I've made with people like you, who I just have this really great intuition about and who I see their work. And I've always had in you know, the back of my mind, like there's this one girl who, as soon as I have enough money, I'm going to hire her first. And I've just sort of watched and I've, you know, let her know that I'm interested and whatever. And then all of a sudden you get to the place where you can actually hire the person or you can actually give them some work and it's, it all kind of comes together. So I would say for anybody who's sort of like, okay, I get it, but who am I outsourcing to? Um, Really, it can be anybody that you find on social media who does an amazing job at what you need help with, anybody who you've gone to see, you know, conference and you met somebody and it's just a networking thing and whatever else you find these people, you know, everywhere. So just always have your eye out and, and prepare for the scale. 
I love that. And the thing is, I think that also it's important to say, I, I, I'm sure you've read this book, but this book has helped me tremendously by Donald Miller and it's called a uh, story brand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I think I've told you about this book yes. before somehow, because I found that the message is so similar to your message. Um, and what I love about it is he says, first of all, you're not the hero of your story. And I've always said that. Mm-hmm. And I, so I could totally relate to his way of teaching us how to build your story, your, your stories, your brand story, your mm-hmm. story brand. Uh, so it's called building a story brand. And it's kind of about clarifying your message, which is exactly what you do. Very similar to your way of looking at things. And he says, you're not the hero of your story. And I totally agree. And I very often, very often tell my client, tell my followers, I'm not the hero here. You are. Right. It takes a lot for a consumer. It takes a lot for a follower to go out on a whim and listen to someone like me and make the changes that I'm asking them to make in their lives and mm-hmm. to consume something that I'm telling them is good for them. It's fucking scary. Yeah. So who's the hero in the story? Me? who facilitates this and reassures them and tells them, you know what, do it. Just inhale that shit. Right. Or them <laughs> that just go and do it. I right. think it's them. Yeah. And so what, what Donald Miller says is exactly that. And the reason why I'm bringing this up as you're giving this tip is I will bring another layer onto that. Don't be a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. It's like each time I've tried to be a hero and I did, I had a burnout that happened to me last year. Mm-hmm. I taught seven sessions per day. I worked out with every single one of my clients. Uh, I never put my bar down saying, you know what? I'm tired at this time. I you how to do it. I don't have to do it with you. I was a fucking hero. Then I was getting to the office and I wanted to do the shipments. And then I'm the one who wanted to do the consultations. And I was taking my schedule down. I mean, it ended up in a disaster. The minute that I sourced out and brought it in, was I became so much more efficient. And that's Mm -hmm. where I say, don't try to be a hero. You're not the hero anyways. Right. And you know, it's, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that ego, right? Like we think that we can do it best because it's ours. And I had a very similar experience two years ago where I ended up in the hospital and I was like, well, what is going on? And the doctor was like, you just need rest. (laughs) Like there's nothing else. And I was like, oh my God, I really just like fully burned out. I was working 24 seven. I was doing every single thing plus work for my clients and, you know, it becomes like, okay, at some level I can keep this and, and be this really small person who, if I'm going to only allow myself to do everything, can get half of what I can get done if I allow other people sort of in. And like I said, properly vet people, of course, and also just like people that you like on Instagram, that you admire, people that you want to work with just in general. Like you have to mentally prepare to scale your business on a certain level because it is scary to do. You know, it is scary to Mm -hmm. give up responsibility and it is hard to say, well, I've built this whole thing and now somebody else is going to come in and, and run it the way that they want to run it, which is, you know, not the total case, but a lot of times you don't have control over somebody's every move. Um, And so I think that if you are mentally constantly preparing for, okay, I want to grow this. I want to get bigger. I want to do this. Who am I looking at that? I really like, who am I looking at that? I think is trustworthy. Even I mean, it could be a friend of yours, right? So it just, 
I think that that's the, the biggest great thing advice. that I've done. Yeah. Another advice just before I let you go. Sure. Scaling your business. What else can come? Oh, um, oh my gosh. I'm like, what should I, <laughs> what should I do? I mean, it's, I think that the scaling of things has to do with consistency And, uh, you know, I, I said this the other day on one of the videos that I did, but consistency over time equals mm -hmm. success. So I think that even, you know, forget about outsourcing and forget about the logistical things that you can do to scale your business. If you are showing up every single day, you are growing your business. Even if you are moving the needle a tiny, tiny bit in the right direction every day because you are the person who is there and consistent, you're going to end up winning. And I say this all the time. It's actually not the person who is the smartest. It's not the person who is the most educated. It's not the person who is necessarily even the hardest worker who comes out on top. It's the person who's most consistent. So I would say that in just you know, a general realm, because you're so right. There are so many specifics that you can get into with, right. you know, scaling and, and the growth of everything. But I really think that the biggest piece for me and why I have been able to be successful and play the long game is because I have been so consistent in what I've done and how I show up every day. And, um, yeah, I think that that, it leads you're to growth super on its consistent. own. You're Thank very you. consistent. I Thank even you. see it through your social media. You're consistent with your message, which I think a lot of people that are successful today, their business has been successful for years, not necessarily thanks to social media. And they're just mm -hmm. adjusting to the social media fame. I find that they have a problem with that. They don't stay right. in their lane and they're not consistent because they want, they want to cover everything. They're the best. And mm -hmm. I find that those are the people that get lost in translation the most. So I love right. the, the fact that you show consistency in your message and I'm trying to take after you. Like I'm really trying to not confuse my audience and I'm trying to stay in my lane as easy as it is, especially in a business like mine or in yours to kind of like swerve out of your lane and go like yes. for me to go into diet or to go into Right, medical, we're in lifestyle. You know? So that could be exactly. a million different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I find that for me, my challenge uh, is my success as well if I have any like when I see that that I have success with my message is when I really really thrive and make an effort to stay in my lane and it's hard to do because on Instagram for example which is a great great tool to make it uh, right now and I do want you to say what you were saying about Gary V before um so I don't know if you recorded or not um you it's easy for you to become an expert at everything and I see a lot of people do that and I get so confused by their message that I find mm -hmm. that they get lost in translation so I do think that consistency also in your message is so important yeah and I do I make it a very specific point one of the first things that I do with my clients is to create a brand guide for them and that has to do with everything from your persona who you are to your tone how you say things mm -hmm. um you know et cetera et cetera because 
like you said, it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, but I really like that picture. I'm like, yeah, I like a million things all day long, but if it's not on brand for me, it's not going on my feed, period, end exactly. of sentence, you know? And so it, to stay consistent, and, and I literally have people do a checklist. Okay, you know, part of your tone is that you're funny. Okay, your persona is that you're likable. Okay, your color scheme is this. If it checks those three boxes, then it can go on your feed or it can go in your story. If not, you know, and that like you do a good job of this when it comes to like your fashion and beauty things, because, you know, you're always very put together, you know, your nail polish and the whole thing and the outfits. I mean, people want to hear that sort of information from you, even though it's not 100% what you're selling. Right. But it's you as a person. So it still fits into your brand and what you're doing and why you're doing it, it just has to do with sort of like, okay, that's not where I'm going to be a hundred percent of the time. I'm going to yeah. trickle different things in. So I think consistency is just, I mean, cause just in general, like the greatest thing you can do for growth at, at all. So you see, for example, showing the nail polish. It's, it's mm-hmm. funny that you brought that up. Usually I will put a caption. I'm very, very picky about the way that I put things on my Instagram. I want to tell a story. That's always been right. me. I'm a good writer. I've always written really well. I want to tell a story. So it's very rare that I'm just going to post a story without a caption. And very right. often when I do post my nails, I will put something like self-care. Self-care lowers mm-hmm. your cortisol. It makes me more, um, you know, more productive, more creative in my, you know, in my life. It makes me um, handle a lot of my tasks better. Like it's super important that I, if I show something authentically that's part of my life, like I like being polished. I like my nails are done. I like my certain color. And then the color right. was the color that was used on my labels for Simply Newland. But I like to tell the story of why I'm bringing this onto Instagram and why it's relevant. And there's nothing I hate more than to go on Instagram on someone who's a professional and they're putting something so irrelevant because it's confusing. And right. I don't want to confuse the audience. And I think that today with all of those platforms that we have at our fingertips, sometimes we can get carried away. And so you said something about Gary Vee before. You said that he said, and I heard that too, because I did listen to him, but then his voice, his pitch makes me very, very anxious. (laughs) He rises my cortisol and I find him to have become a little bit arrogant also. And I don't like arrogance much, even though I do admire everything he's accomplished, but he does have some very good tips. Uh, As a matter of fact, when I had a hater, I went to look to see if Gary Vee had said something about it to see what his advice would be. And I listened to like this YouTube video of his about that and it helped me so much. So he he has a lot of value. So I tried to take the good and leave the bad when it comes to him. But he did say something about if Instagram goes away tomorrow, bam, you're not a model anymore. What do you right. do? Right. Well, Gary Vee was really the first, I mean, here's the thing. We've been seeing this spiral of Facebook for a long time and people are just realizing it now, but I've had my clients for the last two years start moving away from Facebook because I could see that it was not going to be what we all expected it to be for the next however many years. It's a great lesson in that all of these platforms are completely disposable at any given moment. And if you are so reliant on 
you know, your success on one of these platforms. Like, you know, people joke about Instagram models and it's like, yeah, but once Instagram's gone, you're not going to be a model anymore and whatever. Like I, it's, it's totally. And a lot of that is very, very true. And I do believe that people should maximize, you know, whatever opportunity they have at the given moment, like 100%. When people are upset with people taking their 15 minutes of fame I'm like why let run them have with it. it yeah run with it yeah like try and it's like the Kardashians the Kardashians have actually done an amazing job of capitalizing on one moment in time that you know blew up in everybody's faces mm-hmm. and they have rode this wave they are continuing to ride it so and that is you know just a whole nother story but the reality That's is admirable. This, I have a lot of admiration for what they've done with it. A hundred percent. When people are like, they're talentless. I'm like, yeah, no, but they have committed. ridden this wave. Yeah. Oh my Agreed. Gosh. Yeah. And you know, so it's the same with an Instagram whole thing. And I think I was bringing this up because I was talking about multiple revenue streams mm-hmm. and not putting all of your eggs in one basket just in general. But, you know, we do have to think about whether or not we're building an Instagram following or we're building a business. It's two very different things. And I, again, just had a a video that I put up the other day because there was that Instagram glitch where a lot of people – lost followers. And really what I genuinely think was happening is Instagram's trying to get rid of the bots. I don't think that they knew how many people were going to be so affected by it. And so they made it into this. It's a glitch, but you know, you have to really pay attention to whether or not you are building an Instagram following. And this is part of the reason that I even started my business and come at it from the perspective that I do, which is how do we find your why and your purpose? Because that is long lasting. You getting 10,000 followers means jack shit. You know, it, it means just fucking nothing. I, I you know what I told nothing. Lauren the other day? I was like, Lauren, I have, I don't know, almost 30,000 followers. I think yeah. that some of them, maybe like 15,000 of them, may be dead in the grave and their family forgot to erase their accounts. And she right. was laughing so hard. She goes, What do you mean? And I'm like, Well, you know, out of like 30,000 followers, I have. I don't know, like 900 likes and 82 comments. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, but that's everybody. Like, she was so sweet about it. And I'm like, I swear to you, I don't know who are these people that are following me, but I know they're not consuming my content. I know, you know, right. I know they're there. And the number, as stupid as it sounds, is always super rewarding. Like, yeah, I have this many followers, but it mm-hmm. means jack shit. And well, I think I the this... stories are great for that. I'm cutting you off. Yeah. Because you can actually yeah, see where your engagement really is. Totally. And I say this all the time to my clients who get exactly the same, very discouraged over either followers or likes or whatever. And I'm like, but are you building a community? If I told you that you could have 10,000 followers, but only five of them would listen to everything that you said, or you could have a thousand followers, but a hundred of them would listen to everything you said, you take the thousand followers in a second, because it meant that you had a hundred engaged consumers Mm -hmm. who are going to buy your products, buy your services and pay attention to your every word. I would much rather have the quality over the quantity, you know? So, but I just, I saw these people who I actually really admire, um, putting out these Instagram courses of how to get 10,000 followers in like 10 days and That's all this stupid, stupid stuff. It's so stupid. Anyway. Yeah. And it's, and by the way, these are people who are like extremely well known and have done amazing things. And I'm like, really, we're going to revert back to people's, you know, business worth. Being I thought on we Instagram? moved away from that. I find I that even the 
the the correct me if I'm wrong. And we had spoken about that a few months ago. Uh, but I find that even the verified check has no longer any integrity. Some people are verified right. that should not be verified. Some people that should be are not. I mean, I, I thought we moved away from that stuff. Right. And this is what we have to all understand. There are people who are sitting behind computer screens that are controlling this entire thing. Mm -hmm. And we are not them. And we can control what we see on Instagram. And we can also control what people see of us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, I say this and I cannot say this enough. If you are on Instagram and your feed, when you're going through, you're not you know, getting some sort of education or joy or happiness or, you know, a value add from what Unfollow. you're looking at, you are doing the wrong things because that's what it's about. You know, I have, I have friends who have had to take breaks from Instagram because they're feeling so insecure about themselves because they're following sports illustrated models. And I'm I, like, okay, well, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And it's like, I love, I'm, I'm somebody who's not, I don't have body envy like that. Like I look at a beautiful woman. I'm like, that's a beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. She's got an amazing body. Like I don't, you know, it doesn't register to me in the same way as somebody who would feel self-conscious about that. But you know, I'm so adamant about the fact that like this is Instagram is as powerful of a tool as it is. It has to be used in the right way. You know, you and I becoming friends and being connected on this, that's using it. It's a social network. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's here. fantastic, actually. And I've made a lot of friends on Instagram. I've made business. I like I've, I've made business deals. Yeah, I've, too. I've made incredible connections. I've gotten mm -hmm. clients from Instagram. I've even met, made a best friend, which is insane if you think about it. Right. But it's so, so good when you look at it. What is next yeah. for you? I know that there's more to what you're doing. What's next? What is next for me? Um, so I'm actually opening up in about a month. I'm starting to do um, some personal coaching, which I've never done before, but I am finding that a lot of people are coming to me asking for sort of these one-on-one -on -one sessions that are not in business. Um, and just, I feel like you would be so good at that. You're thank such you so a much. good coach. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like people have so much value in them and they, and so much confidence that needs to be pulled out of them. And, and I just, you know, I feel like that's really part of my purpose. So I'm starting with that. And I'm also relaunching my website very, very soon. And it's going to have a membership component to it where it's really going to be an online community. There's going to be really great exclusive content. Um, I'm writing a little bit and, and I just am, I'm looking to just sort of like, we talked about earlier, grow and scale my current business. I finally feel like, because I've been through, and again, we said this, but multiple businesses over the last however many years. I've had a clothing line. I've been, you know, in the music industry, I've done a million different things. I finally feel like I'm at a place where I'm really fulfilling my purpose and I'm aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm just hoping to grow that and expand that. And I'm really listening to my audience right now, hence the personal coaching. Um, because I have people, you know, in my direct messages being like, how do I get the confidence to yeah. leave a toxic relationship? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how much time we got? <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. And I think yeah. that of course you're going to monetize from it, but you would be doing us a huge favor by doing that. You're 
I know because I've come to you. And it's so funny because each time I'm kind of like a little bit old fashioned now where I'm like, it's so funny. I'm reaching out to Devin who's younger than me, has maybe a little bit less life experience, <laughs> but I'm going to her for like huge business decisions for advice. And you're so good. You're you so, so, so good. I Thank think you. that you're doing the world a big favor by starting to do those coaching sessions. Thank um, you. That means so much. You know, it's true. We've supported each other and like I've never seen before, like the way you've supported me and believed in me. And then so everything happening right before your eyes and never did you even send a message and say, yeah, I knew it all along. It was always like, yeah, I'm your cheerleader. I'm here. You know, this is amazing. I love what you've done. Um, but truthfully, your intuition has been incredible Thank when you. it comes to me. And Thank when it you. comes to business, I've seen that. Can you give me one last tip about using your intuition when you are looking for your why and your calling? So I think that, you know, we, we all come across moments in time where we need to sort of give ourselves that little extra push because we know that we can do better or more and that, mm-hmm you know, our brain is saying, this is the right way to go. This is the right way to go. And a lot of times we say, I know, but that would be harder or that would be, you know, more difficult or more time consuming, or I I might expose myself in a way that I don't want to, or whatever it is, you know, again, going back to that fear. And I just really encourage people to, to listen to that very, very small voice. And it gets stronger and stronger as many times as you listen to it, to really just push yourself in the direction that your brain and your subconscious is telling you to, um, you know, we, I talk a lot about energy and vibes and the, the science behind all of that is that when you get a vibe or when you get energy from somebody, it is your subconscious brain processing information more quickly than your conscious brain can. So it's, you know, it's just that small, small little voice that says, Ooh, I just get a bad feeling about that person or I get a really good feeling about that person. And it's just, it's not a mature enough feeling or thought to go to your conscious brain and say, Oh no, no, no. You know, red arrow, pointing towards that person, red X pointing towards that person. We don't have that capability. So, you know, our gut and our intuition is our brain working, but it's just a very small part of it. And we have to really listen to it and foster it because the more you listen to it, like I said, the stronger it gets and the more intuitive you get. And I just, I think it leads you in so many different ways. And I also, you know, I think that for people who are having a tough time grasping that whole idea of conscious versus subconscious. If you lead your day with what would I do if I loved myself Mm -hmm. or what would I do if I respected myself or what would I do if I wanted myself to be happy? That is your intuition guiding you. It's so so true. You know, I use that for the body as well and for health and wellness. I absolutely say that to people about what they put in their mouth, the way that they choose to eat. And it's crazy because once they start doing it, they repeat it. They go, I realized I owed more to myself. I owed it to my body to sit down and have a meal that if I loved my body, I would actually sit down, take the time to eat rather than just gobble my food and inhale it. So it's right. And that is intuition. Yeah, that is intuition, your body and your mind your spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it, always knows the right thing to do. It's just whether you choose to listen to it or not. Exactly. So follow your gut. That bitch is always right. That bitch is always right. 
always. <laughs> and another thing that I always did to one of my favorite clients, not a shout out because I'm not going to say her name, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we often um, talk about this and each time we end our sessions. So we do the mind to body mentoring sessions mm -hmm. uh, where we talk about mindset and stuff. I say to her, listen, your intuition is a muscle and what we're doing is we're working it out, working out and making it stronger and stronger. So exercise that muscle. And I literally yep. give her like little exercises to do on given situations where she usually would not know to use her her intuition as well but mm -hmm. the fact that she remembers it's a muscle that she has that she has to exercise it's like we get so much reward from that and she actually turns out she has incredible intuition so just right. remembering that it's not about developing it it's not about, about finding it it's about exercising it like exercise that muscle and I love that you applied exactly what I say to health wellness mm -hmm. and dieting you said the same exact thing about business. It's like so yeah. aligned. It makes yeah. so much sense. I love yeah. it. Where can everyone find you? You give a lot of free advice. You answer I do. questions um, in Thank real you. time. You're unbelievable. So I think everyone would get so much value from following you. So where can everyone Thank find you? Thank you. So my Instagram handle is Devin, D-E-V-Y-N, Penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y. And my website is the same, devinpenny.com. Um, my podcast is called Real Talk, Girl Talk, and you can find that on iTunes and Spotify. We're going to link everything in the show notes. I want to thank you so, so much for coming on my podcast. This was thank so you. full circle for us. So full, so circle, full circle and honestly, such an honor. I feel I'm so proud of what you're doing. I really, really am. I genuinely thank look you. at your journey and see where you've been and where you've come from and what you're doing now. And it's just incredible to watch. So keep it up. And I'm so happy to be one of your friends. Instagram is amazing that way. I'm happy to be your friend. I love you. And thank you so much for coming on. Love you too. Have a great Bye. rest of your day. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment with Devin. You have to know we had to record it about three, four times. Apparently, Mercury is in retrograde. I believe it. You should have seen me going to the hair salon this week. If you follow my Instagram, you definitely know what happened to me that day. It's like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Some sort of a snafu. Um, but yeah, we had to record this about four times to get it right. We kept on getting cut off, which never ever happens. Um, so I am so happy that we ended up with some really good shit here and valuable shit. If you guys are looking for Devin, you can go onto the show notes. You will find all of the information to find her. Her website is currently under construction, but she's very, very active and interactive on Instagram. Um, so hit her up. She's amazing. I'm also posting, of course, the article. Uh, now, without further ado, here is Caroline. I hope you really enjoyed this segment. I definitely found this segment, for my part, so humbling, so informative, and just I had so much fun talking to her. I felt like I was just sitting down having an inulin coffee with a new friend. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Ingrid. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. Now for so many reasons, and you just added one more. We're going to talk about that. You just told me before we started recording. Um, 
I definitely am excited that you're here and I'll tell you why. You are much more of an influencer than you even know. How do I know this? Before you said you were going to send me your testimonial, when I started asking people to like send me a quick or a long message about what has changed before, you know, when they started listening to me, I had a few women, wonderful women who have become so friendly with, um, who reached out to me and they said, actually, before I started following you, I started making your brioche. And that's because Caroline was making your brioche. And I feel amazing. So you're much more of an influencer than you know. And then you send me your testimonial, which I found, I was dumbfounded because there's stuff that you've never told me. We've always exchanged. And at first it was like very, you know, to the point, like, how do I do this? And how about that? And what do you think about this? Um, But we never, you know, we never went deep into what you went through when you started kind of, uh, when you came on this side of on the wild side, I want to say, um, you had mentioned something about a skin condition, but you never told me what the process was like. So if I'm not mistaken, I think you're on this ride with me for about two months or is it more? I think that's about right. I mean, I think I was kind of, I had seen you on the skinny confidential and just kind of followed Lauren and how she was, you know, drinking her inulin coffee. And then I would go to your page and try to learn a little bit. But um, I think I actually started following you probably, yeah, around two, two and a half, three months ago. That's what I remember. I think it's like two, yeah, maybe a little more than two months. Time is flying on Instagram um, mm-hmm. and on this crazy, insane, amazing ride. Um, but yeah, I, you started asking me questions about inulin. And I remember that you started with the organic inulin, the one that you buy on Amazon. Right, right. Because I wasn't sure yet if I was going to kind of join this journey. Actually, what happened was I, so I started kind of getting more involved with your page and with you because I started breaking out in like hormonal acne around my chin. Okay. And I was like, what is happening here? I, I mean, I have, I'm a mother of three kids. I never had acne in my life. Um, but I had made some changes to my diet that obviously were upsetting me. And I started breaking out. And then I saw that you were talking a lot about hormones and cortisol levels. And that really resonated with me. And I said, okay, I need to make a shift. Something I'm doing is not right here. And I need to shift what I'm eating and kind of change my whole mindset. So I actually listened to your podcast um, the hormone podcast with hormone. Dara, okay? yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, um, and I was like, okay, totally blown away. That was exactly, I needed to, to make this change in my life. And I needed to start looking at my cortisol levels and what I was eating. So I stopped eating certain foods at that point because I knew that they were upsetting me. Um, and then I said, let me try this inulin, but I wasn't ready to jump in and, and order from, from Monaco. Um, <laughs> So I just but I like that process. <laughs> I like that process, though. The, you know, the trial and error. And I can't say you didn't get sick on that powder. I remember you sending me a message about it, and I and you and you said, "What do you think?" And then I I shared with you. I screenshotted a few messages from other people who said at first it was fine, and then they weren't feeling so great or it wasn't working as well. But you had good experience at first with that one, to be honest. Right. I mean, I did have some, some bloating and a little bit of gas, but, and I started off really slow. Um, 
but yeah, I was, I felt, I felt okay. And I didn't really notice. I, I mean, I felt okay. Um, but I started seeing other, everyone kind of raving about the inulin from Monaco. And I was just worried because there was a review on the Amazon one that said, I don't really know if this is from Jerusalem artichoke. There's nowhere on the bag that says that. And I yeah, looked at the bag it's not. and yeah, and they were right. It doesn't say that on the bag. So it's I said, not. you know what? I, I don't know if I can trust this. Um, so that's why I decided, let me go and order yours and see the difference with that. And that was actually much gentler on my stomach. So right away, I kind of noticed the difference. Yeah, it, there's a big difference. So it's like, I, and I definitely, you know that. I've told you this before. And I think anybody that's listened to these um, su- superhero segments, like I call them, knew I'm not bringing you on to talk about in your lane. There's a lot more to your testimonial um, that appealed to me and that made me want to bring you on as someone that was super brave, that would be able to influence other other women where maybe I'm not relatable and that would also like so brave. There's a few things that you said. First, you said that you've made changes uh, in your mindset um, from episode 14, which is the French way. It was all about French manners. Oh my God, that episode was like, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, I've always, so I've always eaten healthy and I've always kind of like tried to watch what I eat. I never ate junk and I was always like just on top of what, what I, what food entered my body. But I, so I have eczema on my leg. I, and I never really connected the food that I was eating to my eczema. And the reason why was because I, I was like, I eat healthy so obviously it's not related to my food because I eat so great. And I was like eating whole food plant-based for a really long time, like tons of quinoa and lentils and beans. And I was just eating the certain way. But so the, so the first step when I listened to that episode was that I realized that I was eating like always in this rushed manner. I was eating over the stove or I was kind of like eating as I was like helping the kids with their homework, standing up and like having a bowl in my hands and just kind of like shoving the food into my mouth. So I'm, I'm shoving healthy mm-hmm. food into my mouth, but my, I was upsetting my hormonal levels. I was upsetting my cortisol. I was upsetting my digestion because it was like this stressed out way of eating. And then that in turn was coming out on my skin. Absolutely. And it, I just, I, I needed all of that to like, I, like that episode just kind of made me realize, okay, hold on a second. Like all of this is connected. It's not just about the food. It's how I'm eating it. That's now coming out on my skin. And what's interesting is that I was listening to this podcast and Dr. Gundry said, your skin is your gut mm-hmm. turned inside out. Exactly. So I was like, okay, my skin is my gut turned inside out. Like that's huge. That was, so everything just kind of like came together. It's so true. And you know what I believe also, just as a side note, when people are going to, I got a visual when you said that. I know that Dr. Gondry says that, and you know from listening to him on the Skinny Confidential and you went on Dr. Oz, and I know you listened to that as well. Him and I share a lot of the same philosophy except he's a genius doctor and I'm not. So <laughs> we're going to take his word for it rather than mine. But when you said, you know, your skin is your gut turned inside out, I got like a horrible visual. And I'm sure everybody right. that just heard that did too. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. We're not talking just pimples, eczema, hives, 
all of this is true about the gut. We're also talking about skin quality. Like if your skin has mm-hmm. a tendency to puff up or if your mm-hmm. skin has a tendency to lose elasticity or to look gray or like people that have dark circles and are running around looking for a doctor to do those new injections on dark circles, they need to be looking at their gut first. All of that, Mm -hmm. including the collagen production in the skin, people are taking collagen peptides, which is absolute bullshit as far as I'm concerned, because you cannot consume collagen to produce collagen. You have to feed your gut a certain way to be able to cause your body to to produce collagen. So everything you're saying is absolutely true, but it's not just true for you know, I want to say inflammations like of the skin or pimples or like, you know, or stains or anything like that. It's actually true for different types of skin qualities, elasticity, collagen production, uh, swol- being swollen, you know, all of that is actually correlated with the gut. Right, completely. And so what was interesting then that I shared with you that I didn't share with anyone was that when I started taking the inulin, so I started taking the inulin as a prebiotic. Right. So, okay. So back up a second, all these years I've been taking probiotics to try to help my skin and my digestion and it never worked. And I only now understand why it didn't work. And it's because the, my gut biome was so out of balance mm-hmm. that it's kind of like, I love the analogy of when you look at um, a garden and you're trying to plant like this gorgeous, beautiful fruit tree and you want to have this delicious fruit. And so you plant the tree and then you water the tree and you give it food, but you don't get this fruit. Actually, this is happening to me right now in my yard. And um, the gardener said, well, look at the soil. The soil is not primed. It's just, it's like this dead soil. We have to rake out all the soil and put in this fresh, organic, healthy soil and fertilizer and really work the soil and fertilize it. And then you'll have this amazing fruit tree. That's a good analogy. Right. And so putting the probiotics unhealthy gut wasn't helping anything because it's kind of like I was putting this, these, you know, like food and, 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 um, yeah, know, it's just, fruit. it's not balanced. You're, you're, you're putting fertilizer on contaminated soil is what you're saying. Exactly. So it's exactly. pretty much what it is. And it's true, but you know what? The same goes for having prebiotics and not having the probiotics. So at the beginning, having inulin, for example, will work great from some, for somebody that has gut imbalance because the prebiotic aspect of gut balance is very important. But at some point, they'll be like, okay, I'm getting all these great results with inulin, but I still find that I feel this and this and that. And I tell them, you need probiotics. You need symbiotic therapy, which yes. is the prebiotic with the probiotic. But all these things are so new to everybody. Everybody's right. always been talking about dieting and carbs and macros and you know eating protein and fiber has become so important. Like everyone's talking about fiber, like, like they've known about it all along. But the bottom line is, the words prebiotic and probiotics have become, you know, they, they've become now like people are acting like we've known about them all along. We haven't. Three years ago, no one was talking about this stuff. Right, right. Which is why I never even thought to look at my gut to try to heal my skin. I, was, oh, I bought every single cream and oil on the market. Mm. I mean, I must have spent thousands of dollars on different types of creams and oils for over the past 12 years to try to heal this patch of eczema I have in my leg. Um, so then when I started taking the inulin, okay, it was feeding 
the healthy bacteria in my gut after it's been so um, imbalanced for so many years. And also when I was younger, I used to get ear infections a lot. And so I was taking antibiotics. Ah, uh, there you throughout go. My- Exactly. Throughout my childhood, back in the 80s and 90s, they didn't know. They just gave antibiotics like candy. It's true. It's so true. So, I, you know, I had this gut that was destroyed by that. And that, um, so the inulin started rebalancing my gut. But in the beginning, it's kind of like that soil with the garden. Like you're, you're raking the, the, you know, the dead soil. So when you're raking it up, you're stirring things up. And that's what was happening in my stomach. So all of a sudden, I got this... I got this rash on my hand and I was like, Oh, I, my, you know, my son does Krav Maga and mm-hmm. he wears these gloves and I sometimes wash his gloves. I was like, Oh, this must be a fungus from the gloves or something from his boxing gloves. So I went to the doctor and I was like, Oh, can you give me some antifungal medication? And he looks at it and he goes, Oh no, that's eczema. And I was like, what? Oh my eczema God. in my hand. I was like, and meanwhile, you know, if it was a fungus, I could deal with it. I could just put a cream on it. But eczema, I've been trying to heal, like, for my whole life. And I was just like, I'm going to have this nasty rash on my hand for the rest of my life now. I was in shock. So he gave me um, a steroid to put on it, but I didn't want to use it. And I said, I'm going to try to heal this naturally with my gut. And I'm going to continue with, with the inulin. At this point, I was on your inulin. I was like, I'm going to continue with it and see if I can rebalance my gut slowly. Um, that was so brave. And- I said that to you when you sent me the message about this after the fact, once the exam I was done. And I said to you, I'm like, oh my fucking God, if you had told me this was <laughs> happening, I would have told you to stop it right now because I would get flipped out. Like even mm-hmm. though I know a lot of people are telling me my skin is breaking out. Is this normal? And I'm like, yes. If your skin's breaking out, it means that stuff is happening in your gut and it's what you call a breakout and it's a breakthrough Um, and it will go away. And eventually a week later they go, Oh my gosh, my skin cleared up. I feel amazing. But with eczema, if you had shared this with me and it's crazy that you didn't, I think I would have fucking flipped out and given you a refund. (laughs) I know. Well, first I was like embarrassed. I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And then I had this nasty, I was even when I was doing my, my um, Instagram stories. I was like putting makeup on it. I was trying to hide my hand. I was like, what if people see like my, this like freakish hand? They're gonna be like, who is this person? Um, (laughs) But, you know, but so then, so then I just continued and I was, you know, just aware of what I was eating and making sure with the inulin and, and it did take about two weeks, but it healed. It went away. And the craziest part though, was that as it was healing my hand, and I didn't expect to even think about the X on my, le- on my leg because I've just been suffering that from that for like 12 years. You get used it's... to it, unfortunately. Right. I started noticing that the eczema on my leg wasn't as itchy anymore and it started healing. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm healing my eczema after like my, you know, so many years of trying to figure out what lotion to put on it. And I'm just healing it from the inside out. It was just, that was kind of like a breakthrough moment for me. Like, wow, this is huge. And, and so now I, and now I'm, so now that I have my kind of my, my gut, biome balance with the prebiotics i'm just waiting for the kefir to arrive it's on its way (laughs) because now i feel like i can absorb the probiotics on this healthier fertilized soil that's the thing so that's the thing once you go on a prebiotic and you balance your microbiome what happens is once you really go on a real probiotic you actually absorb it much better and i want to say something else did you notice a few days ago, I posted some, a few people 
so dumb. Um, they put inulin in their wine. And I have to mention that because yes, you just said that. something about absorbing the probiotic. So for example, my mom was taking medication. She's 80 years old. And I said to her, Ma, you can't do simply inulin and medication at the same time because what happens with the prebiotic is that your gut becomes so balanced that it will absorb everything much faster. We don't want your body to absorb the medication much faster. We want the body to acknowledge the medication that you're taking and to do its work. So please don't take it at the same time. And what happens is for people that are putting their inulin in their wine, like, please don't fucking do that. Um, you're absorbing your alcohol much faster. So because you're mm. pretty much giving a gut, which is a blank canvas, bacteria is like so healthy, your enzymes are so rested that when you the wine flushes in, it's literally like ready to absorb everything you have to give it. And wow. so what's happening with, with those people, I mean, yeah, it's cute and whatever. And I do joke a lot about the fact that it looks like cocaine or whatever, but don't put in your, in your wine and your cocktails. You're just going to absorb it faster because you're giving it to a blank canvas gut. And so, yes, you want to give it the stuff you really want it to absorb, like the probiotics, like the nutrients like the berries, like the fiber that that's in your berries or the antioxidants. That's why I say like, have your probiotic, prebiotic, have your berries, have your caffeine. So it could really absorb all of the, you know, uh, nutri not nutrition, but the benefits of caffeine, because it's, we, we've explained that caffeine has great benefits. But mm -hmm. what you're saying is absolutely true. Now your body is ready to absorb real probiotics. And right. watch what happens. Like your hair is going to grow better. Your nails are going to grow better. Your skin is already, you know, is already doing better. You're, you're blowing me away. I knew this. This is always the same thing with me. Like I'm not a medical doctor. So I knew this because I did all this research and I've worked with so many people. And at the end of the day, I've been the inulin guinea pig. And then all of you have been be become this guinea pigs because Everybody's finding out this stuff. I would have never thought that it would. But now that you're saying it, it makes complete sense that yeah. it would actually help with eczema. But yeah. I would have never put it forward because for me, research is not enough. I read it. I read that it helps a lot with skin conditions and hives and things like that. But I would have never put it forward until I heard it from a few people. And you're like the third person telling me about rashes, eczema, hives. Your case, I think, is the one that flips me out the most. Like, you're my hero. Because honestly, if I had broken out the way that you did, I would be like, I'm not fucking trusting this stranger that's like parading around Monaco saying that she knows everything about Inulin. Fuck that shit. I'm not taking it anymore. You were so brave. Yeah, well, I, you know, of course, I researched and I looked online and I was trying to figure out like what is happening. And and everywhere was just saying it's just your your body rebalancing itself yeah. and your gut rebalancing and to just be patient. And I think my my gut was so out of whack. Um, and I also, you know, beforehand, my diet was even though I was, quote unquote, healthy, it wasn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And I not what you know, what what one person preaches is, is the best diet may not be the best diet for you. And I don't think there's only one path to greatness. Everyone has to kind of map their own body. Yeah, it's not one size fits all. I, it's like I always say it. It's not a fruit of the loom t-shirt. It's right. not one size fits all. There's no way. 
um, even this stuff. But this is why I always say it. I said it on, on all of my previous podcasts. I'm like, if you listen to me, great. Like you, you're, you know, you're all of a sudden having fatty acids and sardines and macro, you know, mackerel cheese and stuff like that. Uh, sorry, fish. But nothing's going to happen. I'm not telling, telling you to take medication. I'm not telling you to cut out food groups. I'm not telling you anything that at the end of the day, if it works great, if it didn't work, great too, because you didn't lose anything. Right. You know, that's the, and that's really the approach that we should have when we use our intuition. You really used your intuition on this one. You really right. did. Thank you. Yeah. And I loved how you're, I mean, it was so refreshing to kind of, like like the Labanet, for example. Yeah. So I grew up on Labanet. We always ate it every Friday night dinner. And then I stopped eating it because don't eat Labanet. It's not good for you for or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped eating it for so long. And then I saw you eating Labanet. I was like, like, what the heck? I'm going to start eating Labanet again, too. <laughs> like, why did I stop? You know, it's and an amazing I, source yeah. of probiotic. It's excellent. Exactly. And I love it. And I feel so good to eat it again. And just kind of like reintroducing... Because when I cut out everything, I mean, I was having those issues that you were talking about. I was losing my hair. I was, um, I was just a mess. It wasn't, even though I, you know, I was like this whole foods, plant-based diet, but I cut out so much fat. Um, I was like kind of on a, um, the high carb, low fat diet, which mm -hmm. can work for some people. It didn't work for me at all. Um, and I tried that out for almost a year and it was not good for me. It didn't, it didn't help me at all. And, um, I started reintroducing um, wild fish back into my diet and then eggs. And um, it's hard to find good quality dairy here. So I don't really eat too much dairy except for the labanum. That's what I say to people. I'm like, if you can get to a farmer's market, get raw fermented cheese, then have labneh, have kefir. Now you'll be making your own lactose-free ones soon. Uh, but yeah, like kind of gravitating to towards the raw fermented ones. I know that everything else is literally plastic in the United States when it comes to other cheeses. Uh, like people send me labels sometimes of cheese, like shredded cheese the other day, someone sent me a label. And I'm like, why the fuck is there soy in this cheese? Can somebody explain this to me? I know. Well, you know, I, I was using the coconut spray on my vegetables and someone texted me and said, oh, I stopped using that because there's soy in it. I was like, there is? And I looked at the back and there's soy in the fucking coconut oil. Why is there soy in coconut oil spray? Like all they had to do was give us coconut oil, put it in a, put it in a, in a spray thing. And so, and that's it. It's so crazy. So oh, it yeah. goes to show you that now with your intuition, you've been able to make all of these changes. You liked the French lifestyle so much because when you were younger, and I know that because that's how you and I became friends, when you started sending me these messages, and I found that so cute, and I started to call you Princess Caroline, mm -hmm. because <laughs> when you were younger, apparently, you made sure that everybody called you Princess Caroline for Caroline of Monaco. Exactly. Yes, that's the backstory. I know you always love to refer to me as Princess Caroline. Um, when I was little, my mother, my, my, actually my first name isn't even Caroline. It's a Hebrew name, Sarit. Oh, I love um, that name. Thank you. And then my mom, hey, that's it. You're going to be switched to your middle name, Caroline. And, um, I said, why? And she said, I just love princess Caroline of Monaco. And that's who you're named after. And so I said, okay, so I'm princess Caroline. And I literally, every paper I wrote, I was princess Caroline. It was 
we had to do an autobiography and I was the autobiography of Princess Caroline and that's who I was for many years. <laughs> I love it. And then you find this girl from Monaco telling you how to like balance your hormones and your gut. And I'm like in Monaco and now I call yes. you Princess Caroline. <laughs> totally full circle. That was full amazing. Circle. I was like, I didn't even know people existed and lived in Monaco still. That's I so mean, funny. I, do, I hear, so You funny. know, I hear this all the time. I'm like, somebody wrote to me the other day. I thought you guys only existed in books. And <laughs> the person that wrote that to me was from New York. And I said to her, I'm like, well, actually, originally, I'm from New York. But yeah, we kind of live here. That, that happens. We're lucky enough to live here. But it's really full circle. But you really led with intuition. I'm telling you, as much as I would love to say that I held your hands um, throughout, I may have, I did answer a lot of your questions and I'm so happy that I did because I got to know you. We got to become friends, which is so magical. And I know I say that on every single episode where I bring someone, literally people that I got to know on Instagram, but I didn't really hold your hand every step of the way. You were your own expert. And I want you to kind of walk us through that a little bit because girl, that takes a lot of fucking guts. Well, I think I was also just watching you give us the, our own power, to own our power and not just rely on these experts who tell us what to eat and what not to eat, but to really listen to ourselves. Like you're saying, to listen to your intuition, to follow what's right for you, to take a, a, a breath and slow down when you eat, to think about how you feel, enjoy everything. I mean, like you were bringing joy back into this whole process and it was just a pleasure to watch and, and I was able to slow down a little bit. And that's why I, um, you know, I didn't just jump and take the steroid for my hands. I mean, he gave it to me and I had it there and it was just kind of, in the, I said, okay, if it gets worse, I'll use it. But right now I just don't want to use this steroid. Um, let me just trust the process. Let me slow down a little bit. Let me calm myself down while I eat. I don't need to be a, a garbage compactor and eat the leftovers of my kids food. You know, I'm also worth, eating in a relaxed, beautiful manner, sitting up straight with a fork and a knife, you know, instead of grabbing. And I love when you said like, it. don't be disgusting and eat your, you know, <laughs> pizza with your hands. <laughs> so I always hear that in the back of my mind. I'm like, don't be disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I may have gone a little too far on that podcast <laughs> and carried away. I do get that way. It's no, true. but I love it. I love it. It was so right on. Like, yeah, don't be, don't just eat, you know, shovel food down your throat because it's healthy and you're in a rush and you have to go eat because I don't know, it's the four o'clock and you're supposed to eat at this set time or whatever. Um, I love it. I love what you wrote about that. And I love, see, if I could be humbled and feeling so proud of what I do, is when I read something like what you wrote at the end. I mean, you wrote all these amazing things. And, you know, I, and I told you, I don't want to bring you on the podcast to toot my horn. That's not, that's really not what the podcast is, is here for. Um, but you wrote something that made me feel so proud and humbled. You wrote, I'm worth more than that. Even when I'm busy and overwhelmed and tired, I deserve to sit at a table and enjoy each bite. And you said something about self-worth. Like you felt like finally you could honor your body and yourself. And you said like, it's all about self-worth, about honoring our body, ourselves, feeding ourselves with real food, not fake processed shit, because it might help us lose weight because that does not honor our true health. And it's funny because 
I know you re you related so much to Rashida when she came on on the first segment that I ever did, and she said mm -hmm. something about I realized that I was honoring so many things, but I wasn't honoring my body. And to hear you saying too, I'm like, yes, like my mission is amazing. This is my message. Yes. So I yeah. love hearing you say that. And I know that now you can lead with intuition. And if you send me a message to send me a picture or whatever, great. But if you never ask me another question again, I know that you can fly now. Like you can fly with your own wings. You don't need me. Now you can lead with your intuition. Hearing this from you, I know you have the tools to fly solo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, a big kind of message that I've been also trying to put out there is about honoring, honoring your word to yourself, honoring who you are. And that's in so many ways. I mean, sometimes I'll say, um, oh, I'm going to work out, you know, three times this week. And then I just miss it because, you know, I, I promised myself is worth nothing. What do I care? Like, okay, I just, it's not important. But no, if I promised you, Ingrid, that I was going to meet with you three times this week to work out with you, I would honor that because I'm giving you my word. So yeah. aren't I worth that same, that same self of, sense of respect? And so I find it with, with everything I do, I'm trying to honor myself with my word, whether it's towards, you know, my work or my workouts or to my food and my body, that I'm worth that same respect. I make my kids sit down at the table and eat nicely, but I'm allowed to stand and eat over the stove. I mean, what is that? Exactly. And it's like, sometimes you honor people, you get to appointments on time, you honor your word, you, uh, you are, um, what do you like, that's that word that everybody uses that you're, um, so oh, God, worth. no, not yourself. Like when, when you are accountable, people love that word. Mm, and you know, yes. I hate anything about accountable or accounting. <laughs> I can't account for shit. I'm yeah. not accountable for anything. But yes, it's about respect. So instead of being accountable to a guru, a specialist, someone and say, yeah, I want to be accountable to this person. Like you said, if you were training with me, you would show up because you're accountable to me. No, mm -hmm. it's about your self-worth. And I love the fact that now you have those parameters very defined in your head and in your gut. You feel it in your gut and you follow it. Um, I want to ask you, what is the best tip that you can give to someone that's watching my story, listening to my podcast, but is so scared to make that different, like to differentiate diet from being healthy. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing I would ask the person is, do they feel joy when they're eating? Are they stressed out when they're thinking about, you know, calculating all the grams and the calories or whatever it is that they're calculating? Is this, is this making them feel good? And if it's not, then they should stop what they're doing, take a deep breath, and just look at the food that's in front of them and find some gratitude for that, that we have this amazing food in front of us and that you can take that pause before you eat and just look at the food um, honor that it's this great food that you're about to feed your body and just slow down with all of the calculating and, and, you know, writing up what you're eating and, um, as if it's, you know, an accounting book, like you said. Exactly. And I love um, that. Yeah. So what, like, and, and how about give me one tip to work the guts to actually make this change. So, 
Honestly, I would say, first of all, figure out what you're eating and you can kind of see if your body reacts poorly to certain foods. So I was, I was eating, um, I had added whey back into my diet and that really threw me off balance. So immediately I cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if they can start the inulin and start slowly with me, it did take me about two weeks of just one teaspoon a day because my gut biome was so off balance and I couldn't just jump up to making the inulin tahini, you know, brioche or whatever. I needed to start slowly and to start slowly, take the inulin to start feeding the, the good bacteria in your gut. So take one teaspoon a day in um, your coffee in the morning, or some people um, have messaged me and they told me that at night it seems to help them right before they yeah. go to sleep. And that I heard calms that them too. Down. I heard yeah. that too. Right. And to give it time, give it a few weeks before you, you know, I feel like we, t- we have the tendency where if we see that something works or something's great, we want more immediately. So one teaspoon works, I, then I can jump up to six teaspoons in one day, you know, um, but you don't need to rush it. Start slow. Your body is out of balance for your whole life for whatever reason. It's going to take time to bring it back to balance. I want to make sure that you are on the same page as me. And you, you don't have to say that you are, but I hope you are. Um, in your lens, great. We, I sell it. So obviously, I love the fact that you're saying all this stuff. But you've made other changes. I saw that you started eating fish, which you weren't eating before. You right. got my e-cookbook. You told me that now you'll be making the tuna riette, which would have yes. freaked you out back in right. the day when you were a vegan. So that also is a big leap of faith that you're taking. You're starting to really reintroduce food that you came to be scared of. Exactly, exactly. And, and the reason why was because, um, again, eating, my body just didn't respond well to the vegan um, protein sources, whether mm-hmm. even be- beans, um, I was eating a lot of beans, a lot of quinoa, and um, it just, I was always really bloated, and I didn't feel good, and my skin didn't have that glowing, fresh look. Um, that I, you know, was, was looking for. And um, I, so I made that switch. And yeah, I do have your, your cookbook. And also, I also ordered the other um, book that you have about gut health. I can't remember the name of it. The oh, yeah. Follow your gut. Yeah, yes. right. The one I the one I wrote with Dr. Nat, the Chinese yes. medicine doctor. Yeah, yes. it's a good one. Because this it. one takes away from you. So it doesn't push a vegan person to go non-vegan. Absolutely not. But what I love about that e-cookbook, where I totally was aligned with Dr. Nat on that, who's a leading Chinese medicine medical doctor, is the warm food. Eat warm food. Don't yes. rely on salads. If you give cold to your gut, your gut will be cold back to you. And that's, well, that's, that's something where we've met we really were so aligned and I love that, that cook that it's not a cookbook that ebook so much for this reason. Right. So that's the other thing that I made. So I, I do love salads and I just eat, love eating these big salads, but again, it was these cold salads that were upsetting my, my stomach and making me bloated. And so now I've incorporated, I actually just did a post on this where I incorporate hot vegetables or hot foods into my salad so I still get that fresh crunchy salad flavor but I'll add you know hot artichoke or hot steamed vegetables or roasted vegetables to it so to to warm up my digestion kind of um, fuel that fire as in Chinese medicine as they like to say the fire of digestion 
Exactly. And it's like just a warmth in your gut. It's like you want to feel warmth in your gut, have real food, have warm food, have eggs if you're not a vegan. But if you are a vegan, if someone is still a vegan, don't go look for your source of protein um, from processed food. Get creative right. to try and show your body that you're respecting it. Right. And there's nothing, there's a lot of vegans who thrive and they're healthy. And yes. I mean, my, my kids are still vegetarian. My oldest son is almost vegan because he doesn't want to eat eggs and he doesn't eat, um, he doesn't eat fish or chicken or anything. And he um, works out every day and, you know, is, is very athletic. He's six feet tall. He's only 14 years old. Um, and That's he amazing. thrives. Yeah. So he thrives on this diet that I give to him of, of a lot of rice and beans and lentils. And he loves Indian food. Um, which is a lot of vegan food and uh, vegetarian food. So he thrives on that, but it just wasn't working for me. And especially as I was getting older and different hormonal changes, I needed to add the fish and I only eat wild fish and um, I make sure that it's, you know, sourced wild. And I, I added that back to my diet and I just immediately I started feeling better. So that's what works for me, but my whole family is still vegetarian. So, and it works I for them. I think that in your case, because of the imbalance, the hormonal imbalance that came from your gut imbalance, you needed the fatty acid so, so bad. Right, right. I mean, I had cut out so much fat. I wasn't eating avocado. I didn't have any oils anymore. I didn't, um, nothing. And, and I, and it was just too off balance for me. It wasn't good. And I could start, see, I saw, I saw that in my, um, hormonal breakouts and my chin and then, you know, the itchiness in my skin, but now it's like, it's just like beautiful. <laughs> like it's That's all like, so amazing. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's really so great. inspiring. I am so proud that you did this, you know, quasi on your own. I was like, just putting out some information out there and it titillated your intuition and you kind of went for this, which is really cool. You're an incredible expert in your Thank own you. way. Thank and you. you can be super proud. I know people are going to love you. Uh, anybody that's looking for you, I know that you're, you're public on Instagram. I, know, I yes. think so, yeah. And yes. so just give us your Instagram handle so everybody can follow you, ask you questions. Sure. So I'm at Caroline Bass Health. Um, and, um, yeah, I love, and I love, I feel like I've built a wonderful group of amazing women and we all you connect did. on Instagram and I just you love did. it. I love the community. I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that because when I announced that you were coming on the podcast, I got messages from a few of our common followers who were like, you know what, Caroline is how I found you, or I love that you're bringing around. She's so inspiring to me. So I already knew that that was like a perfect choice. But to me, reading your message blew my mind. And I told you that as soon as you wrote it, I answered you right away. And I said, you just blew me away. Like, I didn't even know any of this. That's insane. I know. Thank you so much. Really. I really I feel like I'm like in such a great shift in my life now. And I credit a lot to you and kind of just kind of waking me up out of this slumber. Thank so, you. I'm so happy you. that you chose health over diet. I yes. am looking forward to more of our friendship and more of us. Um, Me too. And I can't thank you enough for doing this. It was super brave. Not so glamorous at first, but we turned it all around and making fucking gangster chic with yes. your story. So thank you for that. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much for coming on. I took 45 minutes of your time. 
which no this was I beautiful it was so fun <laughs> and i loved it i will speak to you soon bye thank you bye-bye Mwah. i enjoyed having caroline on so much i'm sure you will as well uh caroline i forgot to mention it i wanted to tap onto that because she is actually not a health expert per se, even though her Instagram says Caroline Bath Health. I think she's just very passionate about healthy everything. Um, but she has an amazing job and she would probably explain it better than I can. But right before we went to recording, I said, by the way, I have a feeling you work with children. I'm not exactly sure. I thought she might be a teacher, but wasn't sure because she looked pretty freelance to me. What do you do? And she explained to me that she actually works for a book program, a reading program for children with um, processing disorders. And that hit me right in the heart in such a good way. I was like, wow, this is so serendipitous. People that work with children with processing disorders and learning disabilities and being on the spectrum have fucking super special place in my, in my heart. They've they're the type of people that decide to go to school to believe in children that society usually doesn't believe in and that was my dylan and for every one of these people men and women like caroline out there you get to have a child like dylan that becomes a success story that is no longer on the spectrum and so and if you know, if you've heard from my previous podcast, you know that my son Dylan, who's 20 years old now, um, is going to law school, one of the best law schools in London. I mention it all the time and I, it is not a humble brag. I am fucking bragging because I deserve to, because he deserves it. Um, we came such a long fucking way. Dylan was on the spectrum. It was almost as bad as Rain Man, if you've seen the movie. And a lot of doctors and a lot of medical and therapeutical specialists told me that I had not a chance of having a high-functioning adult at some point. Well, to them, I say, fuck you. And I don't wish on you that one day you sit across from my son being a lawyer and attacking you for whatever reason. Um, Dylan is, is brilliant. He's absolutely normal. He's the best the best, the best of what humankind has to offer. And that is thanks to people like Caroline. So somehow, right before we went to recording, she's touched my heart in such a deep way. I hope you really enjoy her segment. I found it so brave uh, to share what she had to share. It wasn't so glamorous to start with, but she went out with a fucking gangster chic bang. Um, you can find her on Instagram as well. I'm posting our information on the show notes and she's also very very generous with the information of her trials and errors so if you have any questions for her uh, go hit her up she's usually super responsive and super sweet and kind on this note i want you guys to remember that you are amazing you're gangster chic you're badass but most of all you have one of the best superpowers one can have you have guts and intuition Make sure to use them. Have an amazing weekend if you're listening in real time or an amazing day wherever you are. Bisou bisou from Monaco. 
Oh wait, before you go, let me re remind you that if you like the way that we sound sitting down, like we're having an inhaling coffee and just chatting it up, you can have one of those mind-to-body power mantra sessions with me. You can find the information on the show notes. You can schedule 20 minutes, 40 minutes, or an hour with me to just sit down, chat, and shift your mindset. Also, we are having a retreat, a transformation retreat from April 8th to April 14th. You get to spend seven days with me around the pool at the beautiful Grand Hotel du Cap Ferrat here in the south of France. If you are interested, more information on the show notes. Also, you can work out with me for free doing our free flash workouts. Information in the show notes as well. If you love the workout or if you want to feel like you're actually working out with me without paying a very high amount, you can work out with me on the virtual platform. I have a gorgeous setting in my background showing you beautiful sunny Monaco, a very light music and a kick-ass 30 to 40 minute session with me where I give you the abs, butt and your whole body the burn it deserves. 